0: The most tax-efficient sequence of withdrawal strategy explained. You worked so hard to save and accumulate wealth during your working years. Now you're in retirement. It is time to use it. For today's educational video, I'm going to share with you the most tax-efficient way to withdraw money from your accounts in retirement. The industry
1: called it sequence of withdrawals. Of course. There are exceptions
0: to the rules depending on your unique financial position. Hi everyone, my name is Tan and I'm an Independent Certified Financial Planner Practitioner at Tan Wealth Management. When and how to withdraw from various types of accounts make a big difference in retirement because different types of accounts have different tax characteristics. The goals with sequence of withdrawals strategies are two. Maximize the amount of money investor can spend in retirement. Receive a higher lifetime after-tax income. Enhance the longevity of the portfolio. Reduce the taxes paid over the course of the investor retirement. Eliminate or reduce Social Security benefits from being taxed.
1: Reduce Medicare premiums. Let's start
0: with the terms. Pre-tax accounts are traditional IRA, 401k plans, 403b plans, 457b plans, tax shelter annuities, and other before-tax tax deferred accounts. All distribution from pre-tax accounts are taxable at earning income tax rates. After-tax accounts are Roth IRAs and Roth 401k plans. Qualified distribution from after-tax accounts are tax-free. Taxable accounts are saving accounts, checking accounts, and brokerage accounts also known as retail accounts. The principle is not taxed. The gain are tax at earning income tax rates or capital gain tax rate depending on the holding period and type of investments. The sequence of withdrawal strategies for retirement before age
1: 72. 1. Cash.
0: Have one to two years in total spending in cash then refill it annually. If you don't have the cash, you can move money from other accounts to have the cash position. 2. Dividends and capital gain distribution from taxable accounts. You are going to get taxed if you spend the money or reinvest it. 3. Combination of accounts. Use a combination of pre tax accounts, after tax account, and taxable account, but try to use more taxable accounts. Why? Taxable accounts are not tax-efficient as pre-tax accounts and after-tax accounts. You have to pay tax on dividends and realize capital gains in a taxable account whether you use the money or reinvest it, while you do not have to in the pre-tax accounts and after-tax account because it has a tax benefit called tax deferral. Do partial annual Roth conversion from pre-tax accounts to after-tax account such as doing a Roth conversion from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, why? This will allow the money inside the after-tax account to grow and use for later years. Minimize required minimum distribution from pre-tax accounts in the future. Minimize withdrawal from pre-tax accounts to minimize taxes. What I mean by this is, the money will have to be withdrawn someday. It could be the retiree or the beneficiary. Pre-tax accounts are the worst types of accounts for inheritance because all of that money is taxable at withdrawal at already income tax rates. With taxable accounts, the beneficiary get a step-in basis. With after-tax account, qualified withdrawals are tax-free. We don't want Social Security benefits to be taxed because of high required minimum distribution from pre-tax accounts. We don't want to pay high Medicare Part B monthly premiums because our Modified Adjusted Gross Income is high. The higher your Modified Adjusted Gross Income, the higher your Medicare Part B monthly premium. The standard Part B premium amount in 2020 is $144.60 or higher depending on your income. Your modified adjusted gross income as reported on your IRS tax return from two years ago is above a certain amount. This shows the importance of having a dynamic withdrawal strategy so you can control how much taxable income you want to recognize annually. By having a plan, you could eliminate or reduce your Medicare Part B monthly premium. Pre-tax accounts could be a tax bump to beneficiaries because the beneficiary are forced to take required minimum distribution which are subject to ordinary income tax rates Roth conversion because the money in the Roth account can grow tax deferral and qualified distribution are tax-free. When investors are in a low tax bracket and before required minimum distribution begin at age 72, investors can look into withdrawing from pre-tax accounts and are do Roth conversion. You want to run the number because if you don't withdraw from pre-tax accounts, and wait until you are 72 years old to take out the required minimum distribution. The RMD are taxable and you have income coming in from other sources like Social Security benefits. Now you're getting taxed a lot. Up to 85% of Social Security benefits could be taxable. The goal is to have lower taxes now and lower taxes later. Less money you have to pay in taxes equal more money you get to spend during your lifetime. You have a short window before you have to take out the required minimum distribution from pre-tax accounts so you don't waste it. The sequence of withdrawal strategy for retirement after age 72. 1. Required minimum distribution if you are retired after age 72. We use the required minimum minimum distribution first because the law requires us to take out the required minimum distribution from the pre-tax accounts such as the traditional IRAs, SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, 401k plans, 403b plans, 457b plans, etc. If we don't take out the required minimum distribution by the deadline annually, we have to pay a 50% penalty on the required minimum distribution amount. For example, you have a million dollar portfolio and you are 72 years old. Based on the IRS required minimum distribution table, The account balance divided by the factor of 27.4 for age 72 is $1,000,000 divided by 25.6 equals $39,063, $39,063 times 50% equals $19,532, $19,000. $532 $532 is the penalty you owe the IRS if you don't take out the required minimum distribution
1: for age 72. Two,
0: dividends and capital gain distribution from taxable accounts. You are going to get taxed if you spend the money or reinvest it. Three, losses and gain from taxable accounts to offset each other. It's like a wash. You can use your depreciated assets and appreciated assets so they can offset each other to realize a zero to low net capital gain. For example, you realize $50,000 capital loss from selling investment A and you realize a $50,000 capital gain from selling investment B. Now you have $100,000 to spend for retirement and the net capital gain is zero. Four, combination of accounts. This is where it can be complicated because you have to calculate individually to see how much to withdraw from taxable accounts, pre-tax accounts, and after tax accounts to stay in a tax bracket you are comfortable with. Taxable accounts. With taxable assets, start with selling assets with the highest cost basis, then move to assets with lower cost basis. So you can pay less in taxes and have more money to spend. For example, you bought a share of investment A in the year 2000 for $1,000 and you bought another share of Investment A in the year 2005 at $5,000. In the year 2020, Investment A is at $10,000 per share. It is better to sell the shares with the highest cost basis, which is the share you bought in 2005 because you only need to pay $5,000 of capital gain compared to the share in 2000 at $9,000 of capital gain. In addition, with taxable account, your beneficiary get a step-in basis upon your death. Which means you bought investment A at $1,000 per share in 2000 and it's at $100,000 per share when you pass it away in 2050. Your beneficiary inherited investment A shares at $100,000 per share and that will be their new cost basis. They sell investment A at $100,000 per share equal no tax because. The selling price is $100,000 minus their cost basis, which is $100,000, equals zero gains. Thus, it is smart and more tax efficient to use the investment with the highest cost basis first and save the investment with the lowest cost basis to spend in later years or save it for legacy planning. If your help is not good and you have large gains in your taxable account, it may make sense to not withdraw from the taxable accounts because your beneficiary can get a step up in basis. An example of a step up in basis is, you bought Google at $3 per share and Google is at $1,000 per share when you deceased. Your beneficiary received Google at $1,000 per share, then sold it right away for $1,000 per share. Your beneficiary don't have to pay tax on the gain because their cost base is when they receive the shares at $1,000 per share minus their selling price at $1,000 equal zero gain. Vice versa, if you're in poor health and have large losses, you can withdraw from taxable accounts and realize the loss because you don't want your beneficiary to get a step down in basis. For example, you bought Google at $1,000 per share, and Google is at $3 per share when you deceased. Your beneficiary received Google at $3 per share, then sold it right away for $3 per share. They don't have to pay taxes but they cannot realize your loss. Therefore, it makes sense for you to sell the shares when you are alive so you can realize the loss to upset your tax liability.
1: Pre-tax accounts With pre-tax accounts,
0: distributions are taxed at ordinary income tax rates. Withdraw funds from pre-tax accounts when a retiree has high medical expenses. Why? If you itemize your deduction for a taxable year on Schedule A, you may be able to deduct expenses you paid that year for medical and dental care for yourself, your spouse, and your dependent. In 2019, the IRS allowed all taxpayers to deduct the total qualified unreimbursed medical care expenses for the year that exceeds 7.5% of their adjusted gross income. For example, if you have an adjusted gross income of $45,000 and $5,475 of medical expenses, you will multiply $45,000 by 0.075 to find that only expenses exceeding $3,375 can be deducted. This leaves you with a medical expense deduction of $2,100 $5,475 minus $3,375 I am in favor of spending from pre-tax accounts like a 401k plan when you're in a low marginal tax bracket in retirement because 1. The required minimum distribution will be less in the future this help you hedge against your social security benefit from being taxed. Which we call avoiding the tax torpedo. 2. Pre-tax accounts like a 401k plans are the worst inherited assets. Since that money never been taxed, it is 100% taxable to the beneficiary at earning income tax rates. 3. No step in basis like other assets. What does that mean? For example, You bought a share of Amazon for $2 in 1997 in a pre-tax account, like a traditional IRA. You passed away in 2020 and the Amazon share is at $2,000 per share. Your daughter inherited the shares at $2,000 per share then sold it for $2,000. Your daughter will have to pay tax on the full $2,000 at ordinary income tax rates because the money in the pre-tax accounts has never been taxed. If the Amazon shares was held in a taxable account, your daughter would get a step-in basis. For example, you bought a share of Amazon at $2 per share in 1997. You passed away in 2020, and the Amazon share is at $2,000 per share. Your daughter inherited the Amazon shares at $2,000, then sold it for $2,000. Your daughter will pay no tax because her cost basis is $2,000 due to the step up in basis minus her selling price of $2,000 equals zero gain. Here is a direct quote from the IRS website. To determine if the sales of inherited property is taxable, you must first determine your basis in the property. The basis of property inherited from a descendant is generally one of the following. The fair market value of the property on the date of the descendant death, or the fair market value of the property on the alternative valuation dates, if the executor of the estate chooses to use the alternative valuation. After tax accounts. Roth 401k plans have required minimum distribution if you are no longer employed at the company. Therefore. You can do a direct rollover from a Roth 401k plan to a Roth IRA to avoid the required minimum distribution. With Roth IRAs, you don't have the required minimum distribution and your spouse does not have required minimum distribution if they roll over your accounts into theirs. When others inherit your Roth IRAs, they will have required minimum distribution even though it is not taxable. Best practice to keep in mind. When you're in a low marginal tax rate, you should withdraw from pre-tax accounts and all taxable accounts. The concept is to stay in a low marginal tax rate and receive low to zero long-term capital gains tax rate from taxable accounts. Normally, capital gain tax rates are lower than ordinary income tax rates. For taxpayers that are in the lowest tax bracket, capital gain tax rates is at 0%. Here is a direct quote from the IRS website. Some or all net capital gains may be taxed at 0% if you are in a 10% or 15% ordinary income tax bracket. Even if you are not at the 0% capital gain tax rate, you are getting taxed at long-term capital gains tax rates which generally are lower than ordinary income tax rates. Whenever you are in a low marginal tax rate, do the calculation to see if a partial Roth conversion makes sense. When you are in a high marginal tax rate, you should withdraw from after-tax accounts because you want tax-free withdrawals.
1: No one can predict the future. You don't know
0: what the tax rates and your spending needs are going to be in the future, but you do know how much you can withdraw from each account now to control your marginal tax rate. Therefore, I'm an advocate of a dynamic withdrawal approach by withdrawing from different counts to control the marginal tax rate. This is also called tax bracket management. Asset allocation, the fewer the stock, the lower the withdrawal rate. For instance, a 70% stock portfolio can withdraw 4%, while a 50% stock portfolio can withdraw 3.5%. Time horizon. The longer the time horizon, the lower the withdrawal rates if you don't want to run out of money. For example, a retired 60-year-old can withdraw 3% while a retired 80-year-old can withdraw 6% of their portfolio. Inflation Rate Different investors can have different inflation rates. For example, a single investor has an inflation rate of 2% while a single investor with 3 kids has an inflation rate of 6%. Because, on average, tuition tends to increase about 8% per year. Market condition. The weaker the market environment, the lower the withdrawal rate. Understand and be aware of the costs, such as your time, taxes, and investment fees when managing a portfolio. The holding period for short-term capital gain is one year or less and it is taxed at ordinary income tax rates. The holding period for long-term capital gains is more than one year and it is taxed at long-term capital gain tax rates. Age 55 is the age you can withdraw from your employer-sponsored plan such as a 401k plan without a 10% penalty if you are are separated from service when you are 55 years old or older. Here is a direct quote from the IRS website. Topic number 558, additional tax on early distribution from retirement plan other than IRAs. No additional 10% tax for distribution made to you after you separate from service with your employer if the separation occurred in or after the year you reach age 55. Or distribution made from a qualified governmental benefit plan as defined in Section 414D if you were a qualified public safety employee, federal, state, or local government who separate from service in or after the year you reach age 50. If you have a old 401k plan from a previous employer, you have to wait until age 59 and a half to withdraw from that plan without a 10% penalty. Exception to the rules is no 10% penalty if it is a qualified distribution. Here are two planning strategies to avoid the 10% penalty. You could do a direct roll from an old 401k plan into the current 401k plan, or withdraw from the current 401k plan then when you reach age 59 withdraw from the old 401k plan to avoid the 10% penalty 59 and a half is the age you can withdraw from your traditional IRA and old retirement plans such as 403 plans 401k plan TSA and etc without a 10% penalty and there are a lot of exceptions to the rule here is one exception and this is a direct quote from the IRS website in general a legible state or local government section 457 deferred compensation plan isn't a qualified retirement plan, and any distribution from such a plan isn't subject to the additional 10% tax on early distribution. However, any distribution attributable to the amount the section 457 plan received a direct transfer or rollover from one of the qualifying retirement plan lists above will be subject to the additional 10% tax. 72 is the age you are required to take out required minimum distribution from most retirement plans. From a portfolio construction standpoint, annuities are insurance in case you live longer than expected. Insurance costs money just like your home, auto, and medical insurance. The cost of annuities could be the control of the money and the cost associated with it. Using annuities to hedge Longevity risk is a very appealing and some investors like to carve out a portion of their portfolio to invest in annuities for guaranteed lifetime income. If you want to extend the longevity of your portfolio, you can increase or decrease your spending to match how much money you should withdraw from each account. Having multiple types of accounts and funding it throughout Your life could give you tax diversification and flexibility in your finances. Once you are 72 years old and have to take our required minimum distribution, you reduce the flexibility to manage your taxes. Therefore, you want to plan early and have money in different types of accounts. There are a lot of moving factors when spending from different accounts in retirement. What income you have coming in? What expenses you have coming out? what type of asset you have, outstanding debt, financial responsibility, etc. There is no one-size-fits-all strategy because everyone is different. Knowing how much to withdraw from each account is an art because it depends on your health, life expectancy, current and future expected tax rate, net worth, and if you wish to leave money to your family or a charity. You want to develop an informed tax-efficient withdrawal strategy to optimize the longevity of your portfolio. Preservations of accounts in the following order. Save as much money in
1: after tax accounts and use it last. Why?
0: With after tax account, the beneficiary can have the ability to mimic a stretch IRA strategy and withdraws are tax free to them, followed by taxable account. Taxable accounts because of the step in basis rule. Then pre tax account. Pre-tax accounts could be a tax bump to the beneficiary because all distribution are taxable income to them. To summarize, you want to use pre-tax accounts first, followed by a taxable account, then save after-tax accounts for last. This is just a general rule of thumb and the order of accounts can change based on your tax liability and goals. Some of the idea I mentioned might not be the most optimal strategy for you, Because it is in the details and everyone's financial situation is different. What type of accounts do you have
1: and what is the dollar amount? What is your tax liability now and in the future? What are your estate planning goals? Who is going to inherit your account? Tips 1. Ask yourself, how much money do I need annually or monthly? 2. How much money do I currently have? 3. What incomes do I have
0: coming in? 4. Is there a gap from how much money I need to how much income I have coming in? 5. Use the money that will be recognized for tax purposes in that year regardless if you use it or reinvest it, such as social security benefits, required minimum distributions, dividends, coupon bonds, and realized capital gains. 6. What is the amount you withdraw from which account so you can control your marginal tax bracket? This video is for educated use only and everyone's situations are different. Tax laws are continuously changing, and how we interpret the rules can be different. The recent tax law change are the setting every community up for retirement enhancement act of 2019 Secure Act and the Corona Virus A Relief and Economic Security Act of 2020, CARES Act. Everyone's situation is different and taxes are complex, thus don't do it alone. Talk to your trusted advisor about your plan and what is the best way to execute the plan and why. I have held over 4,000 clients' meetings and have seen clients from low income tax bracket to high income tax bracket, and with all their money in pre-tax account, to most of their money in taxable accounts. To find the optimal strategy that is customized to you, you can reach out to us at Ten Wealth Management so we can build a plan together. Thank you for watching. This is Ten, your trusted advisor.